We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Whether you're a world-class athlete or a podcaster like me, we all understand the importance of mental and physical well-being and proper recovery for top-notch performance. That's why I'm excited that Unified Healing is sponsoring podcasts on the Blue Wire Network. Unified Healing is a new and super innovative global network of wellness centers powered by Energy Enhancement System, or EE System. If you haven't heard of the EE System yet, then you'll want to listen up. This technology promotes wellness, deep relaxation, purification, and rejuvenation. Wherever you are across the globe, access to a center is easy and affordable. Interested in experiencing the EE System technology for yourself? Go to unifiedhealing.com slash bluewire to learn more and find a center near you. That's unified, U-N-I-F-Y-D, healing.com slash bluewire. No material or testimonials on the Unified Healing website are intended to be viewed as medical advice or a substitute for professional medical advice, diagnosis, or treatment. Always seek the advice of your physician or other qualified healthcare provider with any questions you may have regarding a medical condition or treatment and before undertaking a new healthcare regimen, including EE system. Roto Grinders presents your first word in daily fantasy sports. The Morning Grind, Stevie TPFL and Company are here to jumpstart your analysis on today's DFS slate. Without further ado, here's your host, Stephen Young. Hey everyone, welcome to the Roto Grinders Morning Grind podcast. I'm your host, Stevie TPFL. It's Wednesday, it is June 19th, it's 2019, and we have 15 baseball games to talk about here on today's slate. Five games on the early slate and 10 games on the main slate. I'm joined for the third straight day, Genie for 07. Grant, how are you doing, my friend? I'm, I'm, I'm doing good. I was almost doing real good, but it's just weird things been happening in the last 10 minutes. We're, we're recording this right about when... Woodruff is going to be coming out or drive out when he came out of the game. And it was just a weird last two innings with him that I, if he would have not given up that bomb, I would have done well. If he would have given up like one more run, I would have done well, but right in the middle is like an $800 swing. Um, <laughs> that if he would have just been two more points higher or two more points lower, it would have been gold. Yeah, um, I, obviously I was I was doing all right, and it just obviously that didn't help. So not going to be a good night for me. Move on to the next slate. Um, making some money on Fanduel, so you know can't can't complain too much. But ready to talk about this slate. If you guys haven't checked out our sponsor, make sure you head on over there, check them out. It is fantasydraft.com. They have the five game early slate as well. 
they're calling it a turbo slate uh, on, for today. So if you want to check them out, they got a turbo slate and the main slate. So sign up to the Roto Grinders links. That way you get access to three months of Roto Grinders premium for fantasy draft. Once you make your first deposit and start playing over there. Plus, you'll get any cool promos that we run with them. You'll get access to those. So, Grant, let's get started on this early slate five games. Houston at Cincinnati. Garrett Cole, Tyler Molly. Um, any interest here in Garrett Cole? Um, yeah, he's the problem. Over on FanDuel, he's the top pitcher on the slate. Over on DraftKings, he's the top pitcher on that slate, too. He's just so good. I mean, it's been a while since I've seen someone with a 2.28 XFIP this late into the season. I mean, he started strong last season, kind of the same thing, uh, but just striking out 38.8% of guys, crushing lefties, crushing righties, and there's going to be a few decent strikeout bats in this lineup here. There is some power, and we do worry about hard contact with him a bit, but same thing we have with Verlander today. As long as he can keep the home runs moderately down, um, he should be good. The one worry you kind of have is, is he going to get pinch hit for in the seventh if he's um, if he's coming up there? Uh, so he's not an automatic stone cold lock, but he is the top pitcher on the slate. Yeah, you're going to have to pay up for him. He's eleven four. Um, it's it's tougher to make it work today, but hey, at this point, like you know, he he should outscore pretty much everybody everybody on the slate, maybe outside of Blake Snell uh, by five to ten points and. You know, when you when you get that type of upside, you almost have to play him. Um, I don't think he's a must play, but I do think he's a very good option here on this early slate. Uh, Tyler Molly on the other side of this game, any interest in him? A small amount. I mean, it depends on what lineup the Astros roll out. I mean, they didn't have a few lefties in their lineup today, and Molly's price tag over on DK is just too cheap at sixty five, considering how good he is. Uh, it's a Scary matchup here, but if they don't roll with like Redick and a few of the lefties in this lineup, I do have some interest. I think Abreu might be coming back. That could hinder it a little bit more. Uh, but if they go a little bit more righty heavy, Molly's been very good versus righties. 28% K rate compared to 20 on the other side. It's been way worse versus lefties. Obviously, Alvarez is going to hit a bomb, so just take three points off his score there automatically. But Molly can still put up a better game, and the fact that Garrett Cole's so expensive, and if you want to pay for some bats, he's kind of kind of the de facto way to do it on this slate because you don't really want to roll with any of the other guys at the bottom. Yeah, I, I pretty much agree with that. Um, I, I think he's certainly a guy that I'm looking at. Um, just you know, kind of depending on how, like, I usually only play one team on the early slate, and just depending on how I want to approach my build. Um, Talk bats here, Houston. You mentioned Alvarez, Alvarez and Brantley, pretty much the two guys that I'm looking at here. I don't hate Josh Reddick as well. Um, that's really all I'm looking at on this team. I mean, Bregman and Altuve can roll within tournaments. If you want to do a stack over on FanDuel on limited slate, like Bregman, Altuve, if he's in the lineup, Brantley and Alvarez are all like fine four man stack. I'll take two righties when they're as good as Altuve and Bregman, uh, but it's really Brantley and Alvarez that I'm targeting and Brantley more of a cash game guy he's not going to strike out a whole lot and Molly like I said big platoon splits but the 252 ISO makes Alvarez my favorite play on the entire slate it didn't pan out yesterday as well as I'd hoped he still had a double but um just hope for more and I think he gets a bomb today because it happens pretty much every other game for him 
yeah, we were we were both cheering for him, um, and just didn't work out. But him and Brantley had back to back doubles, and I was like, all right, this is gonna start a rally. And just Houston didn't get much going against Descafani on Tuesday. Um, Grant, any interest here in the Cincinnati bats against Cole? Dietrich has a one-off if you really want to. Um, worked out well yesterday. Uh, might not work out again today, but the guy just has so much power, and Cole is a little bit more susceptible to power for lefties, um, and there's a good ballpark. I'm fine with Dietrich as a one-off, but that's about it. It's a five-game slate, so it makes it a little bit easier to pallet, and he's 3900 so if you need to save some price tags, you got him at either first or second over on DK and over on FanDuel. Uh, I'm not sure his price tag, but... Like, it's a five-game slate. You're looking for home runs, and there's a lot of good pitching. So he's one of the guys that could potentially do it at, like, 2% ownership. Yeah, he's certainly a guy that I, I'd be looking at as well. Um, it just, you know, pure upside, one-off. That's that's kind of it. Um, Philadelphia at Washington, if the game plays. Uh, Zach Eflin against Patrick Corbin. I guess it's going to be Eflin. Um, that's what I'm reading. So we'll have to see how it plays out because, you know, what back-to-back postponed games now. So um, what are we doing here with Zach Eflin? I mean, it's an interesting spot here. I don't think I'm playing Eflin. Um, I'll just say that off the, just right at the beginning. Philly's good. Or, I mean, Washington's good, and Eflin's really susceptible to lefties. There'll be Soto there. There'll be Adams. There'll be Eaton. Um, and, like, if he weren't 9K, I may be all right with it, but he's just struggled for the majority of the season here. And, yes, he's had two decent starts back-to-back, but there's just enough lefties in this lineup where I don't really want to pay 9K for him when I'd rather just go up to Blake Snell for 400 more. Yeah, I think that's um, what I'm going to end up doing as well. I don't think I'm going to end up playing Eflin here. Uh, I, I think there's just too many lefties in this lineup with Adam Soto, Eaton, um good lefties too and you know rendon and turner are good hitters so it's really tough to trust this spot um patrick corbin i feel like we've talked about him in the last couple days um yeah can we much- just run the audio clip from the last two days here <laughs> pretty much um patrick corbin's cheap he has upside and he's in play because he's cheap and he has upside <laughs> um all, all fairness here, Patrick Corbin, um, 8,200, very cheap. Pitching at home has had massive home road splits. If you listen to the podcast this week, then you probably heard this already a couple times, so you're rehearing it. But at this price point, you roll the dice and you take a shot here on Corbin, right? Yeah, yeah. And then there's not this, he's even more viable on this slate just because there's not as many options. But I mean, I'm assuming they can't postpone it again. Right, <laughs> it just knows? can't happen. It's it is Washington, so who who the heck with knows with, with the game starting at one o'clock? Like they have a long leash um, to get this thing in. Yeah, six hours, and they have to at least play one game. That's pretty much a guarantee here. Uh, but even looking at their schedule, I think there's only two days where they actually have off days together that they can play or schedule a re-up game, um, and it wasn't looking too likely. So yeah, I I don't. I don't think they postponed this, but Corbin's even more viable tomorrow because of the short slate. Um, what are we doing here with the Philly Bats? Again, can I just say the same thing I've said for days? If Real Moto is in the lineup, that's an uptick, but I think he's only playing one of them. Uh, Corbin struggled with hard contact and fly balls to righties, um, and there's some guys that can hit the ball at the park here. Kingery, Hoskins, Segura. 
I know because I've played them now two days in a row and gotten zeros from. <laughs> yeah, uh, Seguro, Ramuto, Hoskins, I, I think, are the guys that you're potentially looking at here. Uh, any Washington bats? Um, the lefties. It's mostly Soto, Adams. Um, those be the two guys. I think Soto's one of the top plays on the entire slate. Rendon is not a bad guy. I mean, Eaton's been great or pretty good versus righty so far this year. But he does not walk a whole lot of them, so he's going to be putting the ball in play anytime Rendon does that. He's good. Turner, obviously, a guy that's always in play, but really it's Soto way ahead of everyone else, then Adams, then Rendon and Turner. Yeah, and I don't mind throwing Eaton in there as well um, with as bad as um, as bad as um, Eflin is against left-handed hitters. I don't hate it. Uh, but yeah, Soto's price is just um, ridiculously cheap still, uh, so have to have to really like the price tag here uh, for Soto. Tampa Bay at New York, Blake Snell, CC Sabathia. Um, any interest here in Blake Snell? Yeah, he's like if you can't afford Cole, you go with Snell. It's just that simple. Snell's struggled a little bit recently, and granted, the last start he just got a little bit wild, but he also was going up against a team that doesn't strike out a whole lot, which is real tough considering his huge swinging strike rate. So going up against the Angels is not easy there. Yes, he had a rough outing against Detroit. I don't care. He's still one of the best pitchers in the league. You worry about his leash, which is why I prefer Cole. But Snell at 9,500 is just too darn cheap, even going up against a very tough Yankees offense because there is strikeout upside here. There is a lot of strikeout upside here. It's just there's a lot of potential downside. Yeah, I think I would only play Snell in tournaments. But, they like... If you're looking at just this season um, for this team, it's been a team that has struck out a lot against left-handed pitching. So, like, there's there's really solid upside um, when it comes to this lineup. So, I don't know. Maybe you look at Snell if you're not playing Cole and Cash. Um, I, I don't know. Um, what are we doing here with CC Sabathia? Not uh, – gosh. It is – a lefty versus Tampa. He's really, uh, really cheap, too. Yeah. He's really, I'd really go bad Malle. recently, though. <laughs> yeah, I'd much rather go Molle. I think that there's the same upside. But, look, if you want to roll double 6K pitchers, you can go CC and Molle and just hope for the best. I mean, we've seen CC in the past go up against a high strikeout versus lefty's team like the White Sox and just get crushed. And there are so many Ks in this lineup, if they roll a bunch of lefties in here, it makes me more apt to use them because CC's actually been good versus lefties, not just striking them out, but really limiting stuff. I'd rather take Molle. Take Molle if you can, but if you really don't want to, or you're stacking up Houston and you need Cole and some money, then you can go CC, but Molle's the better play. Um, Yeah, I really don't have much to add. I think that, you know, I... I... Man, lefties against this team have been so good this year. It's it's really tough not to have interest um, in Sabathia. Um, Tampa Bats. If Darno hits leadoff again, like I don't mind playing him. I don't mind playing Garcia. Um, it's kind of it though. Yeah, Fam, Garcia. Maybe? Yeah, it's it's a hard hitting righties. So it's Fam, it's Garcia, and it's uh, Darno, and that's pretty much it for me. And Mookie just hit a bomb. Mookie, Mookie. Um, any interest in the Yankee bats here against Snell? 
I mean, you could potentially, uh, you can full stack them. That's basically, it's a five game slate. Snell's going to garner a decent amount of ownership. You can stack them up, uh, but that's about it. You're really just doing a game theory uh, thing there if you're going to do that. Yeah, it's more of like you stack them. I don't know if you play necessarily one-offs, um, but you, you look at a stack. Um, Baltimore at Oakland, Josh Rogers against Chris Bassett. Um, any interest here in Josh Rogers? Nope. 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 Oakland is good. Rogers don't really have a huge sample size of him this year, but he is not a very good pitcher. It just no. I mean, he is 4-3, but I'm, I'm finding the two extra K. Yeah, soft tossing lefty, um, not a not like a sought after prospect or anything like that. You know, in AAA this season, he's started eleven times. He has a seven point four percent swinging strike rate with a thirteen percent K rate. Neutral ground ball, fly ball guy, but in AAA, this dude has a two point nine five home run per nine. Grant, so this seems like a spot that we could potentially be looking at stacking Oakland, and they might be one of the top stacks on this slate. So. Don't think I'm going to play Josh Rogers here um, looking at the surface stats or the advanced stats. Um, any interest in Chris Bassett? Now, he showed some upside earlier on in the year, but I mean, the 8.9 swing strike rate so far on the year. He's going to go up against a few lefties here. I, I just, he can get wild. I don't, I don't know if I want to bother with Bassett at 8K. Yeah, I don't hate playing Bassett on maybe a team that I don't play Garrett Cole. Um, again, I'm only playing one lineup, so I'm just going to have to de- like decide if I'm going to play Cole or not. Probably going to try to make it work. Um, so, yeah, I think that um, I, I think that would be the road that I wouldn't play um, or that I would play Bassett. And the thing is, like, we'll talk about it in a second, but the Oakland Bats are so cheap that it's not that hard to make Garrett Cole work uh, either. So um, let's talk bats here. Anything really standing out to you for Baltimore? No, bats it's, doesn't strike out or shouldn't be striking out that many guys, but he's still an overall all right pitcher. And you worry more about walks to lefties than anything, but he's it's over in Oakland. He's not going to give up a huge amount of power. So probably no go. Yeah. I don't really like Baltimore today. They're probably my least favorite team on this slate. Um, Oakland. I love Oakland. Um, for all the reasons I just said, Josh Rogers is giving up a ton of home runs in AAA, ton of power. They, they can go extremely right-handed heavy here um, with, you know, Pinder, Davis, Chapman, um, Piscotti. Like, they're, they're going to throw out all these righties here. And, like, these guys are, like, very fairly priced. Um, Oakland's certainly the team that I'm going to be playing um, on my one team today. Yeah, they're the top stack on the slate. Uh, they're probably going to be played as such. So just based on ownership, you can fade them. And the fact that it's over in Oakland, you can fade them. But it's not like Rodgers is the only bad thing that's going to be coming there. That bullpen's <laughs> trash. That bullpen's terrible. When they have the ability to take Dan Straley and put him in the game, you know that they, they are not very good. One of the worst in the league here. So if Rodgers gets beat up, they're just throwing bad bullpen long relief guys in there and it's just going to be an onslaught like it was last night yep um yep 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 uh the bullpen's terrible I, I think if they get up enough too we don't really have to necessarily worry about guys getting like pinch hit for either uh, i think they give guys days off like i wouldn't be shocked grant if like this lineup comes out and like chris davis gets the day off something like that like 
that would not um, like shock me here. So I wouldn't like it. I want to put Chris Davis in this spot, but um, certainly would not shock me if that happens. Uh, last game on this early slate, we got the Brewers and the Padres. Zach Davies against Matthew Strom. Uh, Strom's been a guy that you know, or not Strom. Uh, Davies has been a guy that's been very good, like real life wise uh, this season. Do you have any interest here against the Padres? A tiny amount. Um, he's been real good at uh, limiting righties so far this season, and there's so many strikeouts in this lineup here that I could see him having a pretty decent game here. He's probably going to come in at low ownership. He has big strikeout potential, and I don't know. If he can just limit the one to two lefties that are probably going to be in the lineup here, he can he can cruise through an actual decent game. Um, I don't like playing Zach Davies at all, but he's got 25-point upside here. It's a five-game slate. Yeah, he's in play. Yeah, I think he's in play as well. Um, I might end up using him in cash just as my SP2 just because. Um, I, I think that I like him in cash more than I like Molly um, and like maybe Molly in my tournament lineup. But I, I think that um, this is certainly an interesting spot when we're looking at Davies. Um, any interest in Matthew Strom on the other side? Nope. not gonna. I'd rather play Molly. I'd rather play CC. Yeah, it's been a weird week though. Like, you know, this is the third straight lefty the Padres or the Brewers have faced, and it's not like it's been like they're just not scoring a, a ton of runs. Um, I, I don't know. I, I don't think I can pull the trigger, but I am a little like, like maybe like is this a thing? Maybe like, are, is this team just not hitting left-handed pitching right now? Are they just not hitting on the road? Like, you know, I, I I'm gonna wait to see what this lineup looks like. Uh, because if like Grandall gets the day off or something, like this might be a spot that I, I play Strom in tournaments uh, at low ownership against the Brewers. Because to be honest, this game, you know, with the Cincinnati game, have the two lowest totals on the slate. So, uh, Brewers bats, anything stand out to you here? Yelich is a one-off, always a good option. Um, you can go with Aguiar. He's still got the ability to take the ball to the park. It's interesting. Strom, we don't have a huge sample size this year, but he's been a lot worse versus lefties and righties. Part of that's because of his sky-high walk rate, but he should be giving up more powers to more power to righties. So Grandall, Braun, uh, Aguiar, all decent plays here. All of them can take the ball out of the park, but I don't really stack teams too often in Petco, so I'm probably not stacking the Brewers here. Yeah, I don't mind maybe taking one-offs, but I'm with you. I don't think I'm going to stack in this game. I Really, honestly, I don't love many stacks on this slate. Um, Padres bats. What are we looking at here for the Padres against Davies? Uh, more power one-offs. I mean, Davies is, has been good versus righties so far this year. Been a pretty decent ground ball guy, but that doesn't entirely matter for this team. So Tatis, Machado, Renfro, Reyes, if he's in the lineup. All guys that can take anyone out of the ballpark, they all just crush the ball. And Davies isn't a too high of a K guy, so Renfro, Reyes, and Tatis are the ones that really stand out. Very high K rate guys that can all just crush the ball. Yeah, the other guy that I want to mention is Eric Hosmer. Davies is a massive sinker baller, and Hosmer's been good against sinkers throughout his whole career. I never liked to play Eric Hosmer. 
But on a site like FanDuel or Fantasy Draft where I can play multiple second basemen, I, I think he's a guy that I would potentially look at today. I don't think there's like a, a stone lock at first base today um, either. So like maybe that would be one of the reasons that I end up looking at him. So I, I just wanted to throw it out there. Maybe if you're not playing like Matt Adams or something, you look at uh, a guy like Eric Hosmer. Yeah. All right. Uh, main slate here um, getting started with the Detroit or no uh, Philadelphia at Washington. You know, the, you know, the second half of this doubleheader, uh, assuming that we're playing it, um, Jake Arietta against Eric Fed. Um, any interest in Arietta? Again, we've been through this many times. Um, no, just no. He's uh, Washington's too good. The lefties are great. Um, Arietta's been struggling versus lefties. I mean, you can basically answer the same thing I said about left Eflin, but Arietta's worse. Yeah, it'd be interesting to see what the lineup looks like on the second half of the doubleheader. Um, really, really um, want to see what the lineup looks like. But yeah, I don't have any interest in Eric or or Jake Arietta, and I don't have any interest in Eric Fed. Fed's a guy that's been really solid against righties this year. He just doesn't strike anybody out. Like he, he's just a pitch to contact guy that you know generates a ton of good, good or bad contact. Um, so I don't think I will play Eric Fed here. Yeah, he's not someone that's ever really fantasy viable. Um, and a lot of times he's not really fantasy viable for hitters against him. But he's just an all-right real-life pitcher that is not good for fantasy upside. Yeah, he it was supposed to be Scherzer that start, started this game. He got hit in the nose um, during BP um, and like broke. he has a broken nose. So it would be interesting. He if might Scher- still play. Yeah, he might still pitch, but right now um, everybody's leaning towards Fed. If Scherzer's pitching here, um, I know he's 12K, but I have a little interest in him um, facing a team that's on the second half of the doubleheader. Yeah. Uh, Philly Bats, anybody that's standing out to you here for Philadelphia? Against Scherzer, no. Against Fed, probably still not. I mean, you you want to just target extreme ground or fly ball guys, so it's Hoskin. And it's Bruce. Um, Bruce actually is the guy that profiles the best. He's a guy that has a 57% fly ball rate um, and strikes out a decent clip. So going up against the low strikeout ground ball guy who struggles a bit versus lefties, it's it's Bruce is the main guy to look at. Yep. I don't disagree with that. And I hate paying up for Jay Bruce, but um, he does profile really well here. And he's only 4,200. So it's not like he's extremely priced heavy like he was before uh washington bats it's pretty much the same guys that we like on the early slate eaton soto adams um depending on if these guys are in there for the second half of the doubleheader yeah yeah it's yeah soto adams soto is a core play if he's playing the second half uh but we don't really know if he will be so yeah just gotta wait for that lineup see what happens but i'm i'm like i'm fine with washington bats they're good they aren't great outside of soto and adams um, moving on, Tigers and Pirates, eight total. Jordan Zimmerman against Trevor Williams. Um, any interest here in Jordan Zimmerman? I play Jordan Zimmerman fairly often over the years. Um, don't think this is going to be the spot. Pirates don't really strike out a high clip. Zimmerman's gotten worse in the last year or two um, and just doesn't have an upside extreme flag ball guy that works out well in Pittsburgh, but 
still not not someone I really want to play considering he hasn't been on a major league roster and has been on the IL for a while. So I'm not paying 7K for him. He's more of a 4K guy when he's healthy. Yeah, both these guys coming back from the IL. Um, both these guys just pitched a rehab start in AAA. Um, Trevor Williams, I, like Jordan Zimmerman, I, I really just don't have a lot of interest here. Um, you know, Williams is not necessarily cheap enough that I, I think I would play him here. So for me, I think it's a spot that I'm just going to kind of stay away from both of these pitchers. Yeah, right there with you. I don't think Williams will go lay enough into the game, even though Detroit's a decent matchup. He's not paying off his price tag. Um, let's see here. Detroit Bats, anything standing out to you against Williams? Nope. You can take a one-off on Castellanos, but it's in P- Pittsburgh. Williams isn't that bad of a pitcher. Uh, he limits fantasy points against, so I'm I'm not playing any Detroit Bats. This is one of those spots you just kind of hope that he goes out and he throws a decent amount of, you know, a decent game, but doesn't really like break the slate and like nobody homers and just it's kind of how you hope this goes. But on the Pittsburgh side, you know, you can always play Josh Bell. Uh, I think Colin Moran is another guy you could potentially look at here. You know, against Zimmerman, you want power lefties, and those would probably be the two guys. If you want to make it a three man, Polanco. If you want to make it a four man, Dickerson, I guess. Yeah, yeah, that's pretty much it. Guys with power, especially lefties with power. Um, he gives up a decent amount of fly balls, so I don't think the weather is going to be that great tomorrow. I wouldn't pick a full stack here. It's mostly just one-off bats, and Bell's most likely culprit. Yeah, and I don't hate Moran as a one-off. I, I don't know. I don't have a pricing up in front of me, but he's been really cheap on Fandle, um, and I highly doubt they've you know increased his price. Uh, Angels at Toronto, 10 total. Andrew Heaney against Aaron Sanchez. Didn't I just say yesterday that if Andrew Heaney yep. was pitching in this spot, I'd have a lot of interest instead of Skaggs? Um, Heaney, a 165 favorite here. Hey, Grant, I have a lot of interest in Andrew Heaney here. As do I. He's been striking out guys at a 34% clip, 16% swinging strike rate. You look all the way up and down this Toronto lineup. Outside of Vlad, everyone's over 20%. Average of outside of Vlad, about 28%, 29%. There's a lot of strikeouts in this lineup here, and Heaney's just been crushing recently. 16.4% strikeout rate has a crazy good uh, slider. slash. It's more of a slider than a curve, but a little bit both. Uh, but, yeah, he's, he's good this year. He's really good, and he's got massive upside. So, yeah, I really – Heaney might be my favorite pitcher on the slate. Yeah, I did a little bit more digging on Skaggs, and I really wish I would have pulled the trigger. I know he pitched really well, and I don't want to be like results oriented, but like I really had interest, and I just I never really just like pulled the trigger. But I really do think that this is a great spot for Andrew Heaney. Um, he's certainly going to be a guy that I'm looking at in all formats. Um, depending on what I end up doing with um, like my SP one, like he might end up being my SP one in cash games today, just because of how this slate sets up. Um, I have zero interest in Andrew Aaron Sanchez. He's just been, you know, he, he doesn't typically give up a ton of home runs, but he's just been really, really bad. Yeah. I mean, he's a ground ball pitcher, so he doesn't give up a lot of bombs, but he walks guys at a 13% clip and doesn't strike out many guys. He's a better pitcher at limiting fantasy damage than he is at limiting actual damage. He's a horrible 
fantasy pitcher against, but he's just a bad, fairly bad real life pitcher. Yeah, Sierra sitting around one five point three is you know whip around one point six. Um, his home run per nine is actually up this season to one point two. He's just like you said, he he's not a big time strikeout guy, and he's facing a team that just never strikes out. So a lot of contact in this game, and it's just really going to be t- depending on how you want to approach this with the Angels bats and Grant. Like if we can get to this bullpen again, this seems like a spot the Angels could do some damage. Yeah, yeah, no, it's real interesting because the Angels just don't strike out a huge clip. They got some walks in there, which can really hurt Sanchez. If he just lands on the wrong side of Babip, they're going to be going against some real bad bullpen arms. I don't think the Angels are my favorite stacks on the slate, but they are one of the best stacks on the slate here. Otani, Listella, Trout, Upton, Calhoun. It's always interesting not being able to play four outfielders, but you kind of want to here. Uh... Angel stack is a great stack over on fan or over on fantasy draft, by the way. I what was it against Edwin? I ended up stacking up just their entire four man outfield because I wanted to do it a bunch, and they all hit bombs. And this could be a similar situation if they end up getting to the bullpen quickly. Yeah, and you can make a you can stack them on Fandle as well. Um, however, you want to stack them, whether you want four outfielders, whether you want Boar, but you know, Fandle's another spot you can stack them. So uh toronto bats i really have zero interest in these guys today um you know you can make an argument for vlad you can make an argument for gary l but really i don't think i will end up playing these guys today i mean i love haney but i really like vlad as a one-off i mean we all know that he has power and Haney this season um 60 play appearance sample size is giving up a 278 iso he can give up bombs to either side of the plate so um, I don't really want to go with Giriel or Biggio or Grichik or Tellez, um, but Vlad, he's the guy that strikes out at the lowest clip versus lefties and is probably um, the best at not striking out in the lineup and has the most power. Vlad's only 3,600 over on uh, DK, so I, I actually do like Vlad a decent amount here. Fair enough. Um, he is a guy, you know, can give up some home runs, so completely understand it. Uh, Mets and Braves. We have Steven Matz against Max Fried. Uh, nine and a half total here. Fried's a one fifty nine favorite. Uh, any interest here in Steven Matz? No, no. Uh, Braves are too good, and I'm still angry. My one Cleveland stack had Degrom in it, and it was looking great. And then Degrom gives up two home runs in the bottom of the ninth because they let him keep pitching over a hundred pitches, which I was excited about at the beginning, but. Turned out real poorly, um, but all that to say, no, Braves are good. It's going to be hot over there. Don't play Mats. Um, yeah, I'm not playing Mats. Atlanta is a team that I love to stack against left-handed pitching, so certainly going to be talking about that in a second. Um, any interest here in Max Frieden? He's been struggling recently, but the price is just way too cheap considering how good this guy was near the beginning of the season. Um, he's given up more home runs recently, but still – like he's had a few tough matchups and like he saw Pittsburgh twice in a week long span. I I think you have to have interest with him at 6100. There's a lot of strikeouts in this lineup here. He's still a decent real life pitcher. Don't pay attention to the fact that he's been bad recently. Um just know that he's actually Stevie you talk about him. I know you love him and you've watched him pitch. 
No, I do. I like Max Freed a ton. Am I concerned about the recent trends? Yes. Um, you know, the thing that, that stands out to me the most right now is he's just not generating as many ground balls as he usually does. Um, and his fly ball rate is up. So, you know, that that's obviously a little concerning. But the matchup, Grant, when you look at the matchup, like, yeah, you're worried about Alonzo. You're potentially worried about Rosario. But who else in this lineup scares you? Are they going to leave Cano in there? Are they going to leave Conforto in there? You know, he's still been very good against lefties. So, you know, recent trends, the fly ball rate being up is certainly concerning. But, you know, outside of Alonzo, this team is not a massive fly ball team. Um, oh, I guess Frazier as well. But he strikes out so much, it doesn't usually matter. So I think Freed's too cheap. And I think I will certainly be playing him in tournaments. I don't think I can pull the trigger on him in cash. Yeah. Yeah. No, right there with you. Um, Mets bats like Alonzo profiles amazing against Freed. Um, if you want to pay up for him, I certainly don't hate it. Alonzo profiles well against every single pitcher in the majors. Um, the guy just crushes all the time. I will take him as a one off every single day. Today's and it's especially good spot in a hot Atlanta and they don't have a high run total. Alonzo is a great one off, but outside of him, you can use Cano for price savings at 3,500, but that's about it. Yeah. And I don't, I don't honestly, I don't hate Ahmed Rosario. Um, he's especially if he bats lead off, uh, he's been really good against lefties this year. And as far as like power, 262 ISO um, uh, against lefties, 91.7%, not 91.7 average exit velocity and a 332 air distance. So um, it is a really good spot for Rosario if you want to play him as well. Um, let's see here. The Atlanta side of things. Grant, I, I really like the Braves here. You know, they're a team that's absolutely rolling right now. They're a team that's very good against left-handed pitching. Um, I love this spot for Atlanta. Yeah, yeah, no. Uh, Matt's has been a little bit off and on this season, but he's always been a guy that can give up some bombs and get into trouble real quickly. Atlanta's just so good. It's hot over there. I don't mind playing Freeman against lefties. Some people don't, um, but he's crushing, still crushes lefties. I really like the stack here. And Freeman's crushing everything right now. Freeman everything that's thrown all the time. Like. He is, I think he's the hottest hitter in baseball right now. He's just, he's straight match everything. Uh, you know, you know, your Don Alonzo is in the league now. Listen, I get it on Alvarez, but uh, he, uh, Alvarez he just Freeman is just, he's, he's, elf, he's just, poof. Um, yeah. So I like the Braves. Cleveland at Texas, Adam Plutko against Joseph Palm, Palmlo, Palmlo, Plutlo? Plutlo? Plumblo? Plutko? No, the Plutko against um, Joseph Plum Plumblo? Um, yeah. Limbo. <laughs> um, any interest here in Plutko? No, it's going to be hot in Texas. <laughs> this is just a spot the bats are going to be. <laughs> oh, man. Um, any interest here in, in Joseph um, Palumbo? I guess is how you say it. I will refer to what I just said about Plutko. Yeah, I'm pulling up really quickly, pulling up um, Palumbo's um, AAA stats. He is a he's a pretty good prospect, but 
Got called straight up from Double A. Double A stats this season in ten starts: um, eleven point five seven K per nine, thirty point eight percent strikeout rate. Um, doesn't give up a ton amount of home runs. Uh, does struggle with walks, um, but yeah, he he did not pitch well. He is the number seven prospect in this organization, um, so you got to kind of respect that. But maybe I just one of those things at all. What's that? Uh, Smiley was the number five pitcher in this rotation or number three pitcher in this rotation. So number seven pitching prospect in the organization is not going to be very good. <laughs> yeah. Like the only thing that he has going for him here is he is a lefty facing Cleveland and they have struggled with lefties this year, but I- I'm with you. I don't, I'm not playing him. Yeah. Um, Cleveland bats. Uh. Oh. Yeah, sorry. Ramirez is too darn cheap at 3,800 still. Um, just going to be something I say every single day. Uh, Kipnis is still cheap. I get it's lefty lefty, but 3,200, depending on what you want to pay up for, he's a potential one off. Um, you can kind of roll with him or Cano, both going lefty lefty if you really need price savings. Uh, outside of them, I mean, it's in Texas, it's hot. You can play Mercado, you can play Lindor, you can play Santana. You can play Luplo, especially you can play Luplo if he's batting high up in the lineup. Uh, you can play any of these guys, and it's completely all right because not only are they going to face a rookie, they are going to be facing the Texas bullpen in 94-degree weather with the wind blowing in from right. Yeah, like if you're making your stack here and you're you're rolling out Santana, you're rolling out Luplo, you're rolling out Jose Ramirez – don't be afraid to like play Lindor and Mercado and Kipnis, like Kipnis, the lefty lefty matchup. Don't be afraid to play the lefty lefty matchup because you know, if this kid doesn't make it more than like four or five innings, then you're getting that bullpen and then like you're getting the splits returned back to your favor and you're going to get low ownership because people hate playing um, lefty lefty matchups. So, certainly like Cleveland, um, Luplo, my, my favorite bat from Cleveland, the dude mashes lefties. Um, I know you guys are sick of hearing me say it, but he does. So absolutely love Luplo. As far as Texas goes, you know, a little bit of reverse splits for, um, Plutko this season, you know, so I don't hate the lefties here. The one thing that kind of stands out to me is the ability to generate soft contact from Plutko. And a lot of it's been with the fastball, which means there's probably some movement on this fastball. I'd have to dig into it and look at it a little bit. What are you doing here with Texas? Uh, I mean, Pleco's an all right pitcher, but not really a high K rate guy. There's some power in this lineup. I will happily play Mazzara, Calhoun, Chu, like any of the lefties here, even though Pleco's been a little bit reverse splitsy this year. I don't know if it's going to hold on. I mean, just looking at his pitch mix, his out pitch is a slider, so... Has a decent changeup, but it's not great. I will I will stack this up every single which way this entire game. Uh, it's just a great, great spot with the heat in the matchup here. So, but Calhoun, Mazzara, Chu are the three guys that I'm uh, targeting. Uh, moving on, we got the White Sox at the Cubs. Uh, Lucas Gioletto against John Lester. Grant, we're supposed to get some wind blowing in. Uh, with the with around 60 degrees, is this a spot we we look at Lucas Giolito um, as maybe a guy like a top end option at this massive price tag? Now you mean the top option, one of the best pitchers in the entire majors has been just crushing it. And the best thing is 
the White Sox bullpen so darn bad that he's allowed to go 100. He's got he's basically getting the Trevor Bauer leash whenever he pitches, and if he's pitching well, he's so darn good. He's putting all stuff together. The control's been there. The K rate's there. The long leash. Giolito. Giolito's right there with Heaney for my favorite pitchers on the entire slate. Heaney just happens to be a bit cheaper. I love Giolito. I might lock him in. Yeah, and I'm really interested to see like what Roth's um, weather edge has for this game. Um, if I had to guess, it'd be a game that we see like a massive like downtick in home runs um, because of the weather with the wind blowing in. So little lesson with Chicago when it's over 10 miles an hour, that's when it has starts to have a massive effect, like less than 10 miles an hour. It's a middling effect, but once it gets over to 10 miles an hour blowing in or blowing out, then it's huge. Uh, And plus 15 is just, you bet the over or you bet the under depending on which way it's blowing every single time. Um, with the wind blowing in, do you have interest in Lester? I mean, Chicago's been – or the White Sox have been good versus lefties. Lester is a guy that I just generally don't play unless it's the right spot and the right price. And, I mean, with the wind blowing in, 7400 that's kind of the right price there. There is a few strikeouts. Granted, Abreu, Anderson, uh, Jimenez are all been hot versus lefties. With the wind blowing in at 7,400, any pitcher that doesn't walk a ton of guys, because you're just basically going off of Babbitt at this point. It's all about Babbitt with the wind blowing in. All those balls that are going to leave the ballpark are not going to leave it anymore. Um, yeah, I have, I have interest in Lester if I'm going in the mid-range. Yeah, I'm with you. I, I actually think he's in play today, and I hate playing him. I really hate playing him, but... Um, certainly don't mind him here with the wind blowing in a team that hits the ball on the ground a ton against left-handed pitching. So don't hate it. Um, any bats in this game, just in general, just no. like maybe Jose Abreu just because he doesn't strike out. Um, maybe Tim Anderson, because if he gets on base, he'll steal against Lester. It's kind of yeah. it. I mean, you can go him as he's hot. They all hit lefties well, but if the wind's blowing in, I just make it a general tendency to fade pretty much all the bats in these type of games or full stack if it's actually a bad pitcher just to get low ownership but all these guys are priced over 4k so i'm I'm just gonna fade it yeah that's kind of where i'm at too but i will say like the stolen base upside is really appealing here for guys like garcia and anderson um because garcia will run as well Hate the price tag on Garcia, but you're playing him more for his stolen base upside here. Um, it's a really good stolen base spot uh, if he can get on base against Lester. Yeah. Um, Boston at Minnesota. This game, they were still playing a little while ago. Uh, like you said, Mookie hit a home run. Um, I was watching it before we started. Yeah, it's the top of the 15th. This game's still going. Eduardo Rodriguez against Kyle Gibson, nine and a half total. Gibson, a slight favorite here. Um, any interest in Eduardo Rodriguez? Tournament flyer, it's fine. I mean, Minnesota's been really good, but 7,500 is too cheap for him. It's strictly a price play. I think I'd rather go with Lester, but honestly, and like Erod is not a horrible play, even against a very good offense, just because of his price tag. Yeah, certainly agree there. I think like if you're playing multiple tournament teams, you get some exposure. I hate playing pitchers against um, the Twins. Uh, they've been really, really good this season. But um, I don't hate Eduardo at this price. Um, I, I really, I don't, I honestly, I don't have any interest in Kyle Gibson. I know he's been 
pitching better this season. He's been really good against righties. Um, I just you look at the soft contact rate for this guy, and it's so low facing a Red Sox team that doesn't typically strike out a lot, and they have a lot of power in this lineup. I just I don't think I can pull the trigger on Kyle Gibson. I mean, if Heaney went close to the same price, I would be pulling the trigger on him just because he's going to come in at low ownership. I may have one share of him. Um, he's been good this season, but he also doesn't have the longest leash in the world. He's only been going around 90 pitches in almost every single start. He's been crushing with those, but um, you don't. I don't see him going up to the 100 too often. This is an easy matchup, so it's strictly a deep tournament flyer for me. Um, let's see here on the bats. What are we looking at here for Boston? I don't really know if I want to play anyone, um, outside of bats. Who's 4,400, which is just too darn cheap. Uh, maybe Ben at 4,100, maybe Devers at 4,400. It's strictly price playing, but Gibson's good. I don't think I want to go out of my way with anyone other than bets with the clear mispricing. Yeah, Betts, Dever is Benatendi would be the guys that I'd be looking at. Like Betts because he's so cheap, and Benatendi and Dever is because they're lefties, um, and, and they're cheap. Like you're getting a nice discount here um, on the Red Sox, so I don't mind potentially playing um, one or two of these guys um, of the guys that we mentioned. Uh, Minnesota bats uh, against Eduardo Rodriguez. Um, Rodriguez has been semi reverse splits this season. That's not going to hold up. Yeah, I was going to say, um, what are we looking at here for Minnesota? Yeah, if guys, if you're looking at plate IQ, look back to last year. Erod was not a reverse splits guy, and this year it's only 67 plate appearance sample size, and he's giving up a 344 ISO with only a 34% fly ball rate and a 36% hard hit rate. Unless he's got Dylan Bungie syndrome just versus lefties, then this is not going to hold up. He's been decent this year. Um that being said, I will play Nelson Cruz against him, and I will stack Phil or Minnesota just because I do every single day. But Cruz is the only bat that really stands out here. He has an 80% hard hit rate versus lefties so far this year. And if you haven't heard Dave Potts sing, he'll tell you, take Cruz against a lefty. For sure. Um, you know, really not not much has changed as far as, like, the, the pitch profile for our Rodriguez from last year to this year. Using a slider a little bit less um, against lefties and maybe just needs to start using that a little bit more. But yeah, Nelson Cruz, um, Garver as a you know high spend up play um, to be contrarian. I don't think a lot of people will play 5,100 for Garver at catcher. So I don't hate that uh, just because it's contrarian and I hate paying up for catcher. But yeah, those are the two guys that I like. CJ Crone, I don't hate him as well um, if you're just looking for power upside here. I guess Sano as well. The power righties. Yep. Uh, moving on, Miami at St. Louis. Trevor Richards against Daniel Ponce de Leon. Um, any interest here in Trevor Richards? A little bit. St. Louis has been terrible. Yamamoto just destroyed him twice in a row. Um, Trevor Richards' price is kind of what gets me. His price puts him in play, but his price also puts him out of play because we got uh, Lester and Erod, it's just slightly more. I will have a Trevor Richards share too. He's been good, and like I said, St. Louis has been horrible, and his strikeout rate is a whole lot higher versus righties than versus lefties. He's actually better versus lefties because of his changeup, but he strikes out righties at a much higher clip, and he's going to be facing quite a few of them here. Yeah, you know, Yamamoto, I, I stacked against him. 
and you know that's why i'm not having a great night so um anybody that's ever curious about my transparency um i certainly liked cardinals yesterday certainly stacked against him did not work out um yeah i don't hate richards here uh what are we doing with ponce de leon uh we saw this kid last year he was you know solid against righties had a little bit more strikeout stuff against lefties uh we've seen him a little bit this year showing really good strikeout stuff against lefties um you know, very right-handed heavy offense. Um, do you have interest in Ponce de Leon? A very small amount. Again, he's in the same price range as all the other guys I want to play. So I really like. I'm not going to talk you out of throwing him in a lineup because it is against the Marlins. But I doubt I'll have any ownership in him. Yeah, it's a it's a right-handed pitcher against the Marlins. Um, I don't really have to go into it more than that. I think he is. Certainly worth looking at, um, but that's that's kind of my interest. Um, Miami Bats, you know, I don't like any Miami Bats. So, you know, that's why I'm saying that I don't have, don't hate Pots de Leon. Yep, yeah, yeah I'm, I'm not playing any Miami Bats. They have a 3.4 implied team total, and that's just not because it's a good, bad matchup, but just because they're terrible. Uh, the Ice Cold Cardinals, any interest in any of these guys? I'll end up playing Goldschmidt, Dijon, Carpenter, all of them at their price a little bit, but I'm I'm not suggesting Cardinals to anyone anymore. Um, I'll play it myself, like Goldschmidt at 3,700, Carpenter at 4K. I'll play them, but uh, they just crush my hopes and dreams on a nightly basis. Yeah, for what it's worth, I'll probably have at least one St. Louis stack until they go off um, because they're just so cheap and it's really easy to make the stack and, you know, get good pitching with them. So um, I'm pot committed at this point. But again, I don't think it's the greatest matchup in the world. I will say Richards is a guy that does give up a lot of fly balls and a lot of hard contact. So maybe this is the spot this team breaks out. But, you know, you look at the hard contact up and down this lineup and they, they hit the ball hard. It's just... They're not putting it all together. So I don't hate this spot for the Cardinals. But again, like Grant said, you know, they've been very cold and very disappointing recently. And you're playing them at your own risk. Colorado at Arizona, John Gray, Zach Granke, nine total. Um, Granke is a 143 favorite. Roof open for this game. Um, any interest in John Gray? A little bit. I'd rather go Heaney. I'd rather go down to Erod or Lester. Um, but. Like he's got the K rate and like this Arizona team is good. It's not great. I I just don't know if I want to do this with the dome open and it's going to be 95 degrees when they start playing. Yeah. I don't think I can pull the trigger either. Um, if they had more righties in this lineup, I, I feel like the problem is like the top of this order is going to be stacked with lefties and that's what he's going to run into his issues. Uh, they they potentially could have four or five lefties in this lineup. So I don't think I can pull the trigger on Gray. Um, any interest in Granky here? Not with the dome open, even against Colorado when they're on the road. It's still good hitting conditions with the dome open there. Um, yeah, so I'm, I, I'd rather go up to Giolito or I'd rather go down to Heaney. See, I have a little interest in Granky here just because he's 9K. Like, if I'm not paying up a pitcher today and I'm looking at maybe like a, a Granky Heaney combo, um, I, I think he's in play. Like, if that's how you're going to make a build today, I, I don't think it's the worst price tag in the world at 9K. We know he has the upside to, you know, make the slate for you. So, you know, with 25 plus point upside at 9K, I have interest in Granky. Um, 
Colorado Bats, anything that you like here for the Rockies? I mean, Grinky's been a bit reverse splitsy here, giving up a lot of fly balls, giving up a lot of hard contact, only an average K-rate guy versus righty so far this year. So 4,800 for Arenado and 51 for Story has a lot of upside. I'll take them as one-offs, and I don't hate a little mini stack here throwing in Blackman or Dahl. Blackman's just been crushing recently, and people don't pay course pricing for him, but the weather is good. And Grinky can get blown up here. And Blackman, just looking at his numbers versus San Diego, you know he never had less than 20 fantasy points in that entire series? <laughs> insane, right? <laughs> Gosh, that, that, that whole series was insane. Yeah, yeah, it was. Yeah, I, I like Trevor's story. He profiles really well against Grinky. So if you want to take a one-off here, um, story would probably be my favorite. Um, but, yeah, I don't, I don't mind a, a mini stack with them, like you said. Uh, the Arizona side of things against Gray, I think the guy that really stands out to me is Peralta. Um, I don't mind Escobar. I don't mind Marte, but Peralta is really the guy that stands out to me here. Gray, every once in a while, just gets beat up. and um, Yeah, I honestly really, really like uh, Arizona stack. Marte, Peralta, Escobar, and Walker or Crone, whichever one's in the lineup. Gray's been a bit worse versus lefties just from a number standpoint, not actually how it's turned out, but he walks him at a much higher clip and he strikes him out at a much lower clip. The hard contacts there, the line drive rates better, the fly ball rates better, the soft contact rates worse. Like all these point towards Gray going to be a lot worse versus lefties than he is versus righties. And we got some lefties that match uh, with Peralta, Marte, and Escobar. Arizona might be my favorite stack on the slate because I don't think they're going to garner that much ownership. Yeah, I, I certainly don't hate it, especially with the roof open. Giants and Dodgers, eight total. Drew Pomerantz, Rich Hill. Rich Hill's a minus 250 favorite, which is the biggest favorite on the slate. Um, any interest here in Pomerantz? Nope. I'm, I'm done with him until he shows me something. Uh, Rich Hill, you know, another guy. Like, if you're not paying up um, on this slate, you know, he he's certainly somebody we're, we're looking at, right? Like, at 10-3. I guess he would be a pay-up option, but he's certainly a guy we're looking at, right? Yeah, he's in play. I drastically prefer Giolito. I don't know if I'll play any of them. He's going to garner some ownership here because of the low implied tonal for the Giants and how bad they are. Um, but I, I think I'd rather just go with Giolito or down to Heaney. But Rich Hill is definitely in play. I mean, he's got 27% K rate this year. Historically, I think that he's actually been better at striking out lefties than he has it. Striking out righties, if I remember correctly. Um, no, never mind. It's the other way around. So, yeah, 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 it's reverse reverse strikeouts. Yeah, that was it. Um, so, like, if there's a bunch of righties in this lineup, I'd probably be more apt to use them because the K upside is higher. But he's in play regardless, and I th I just prefer Giolito and Heaney, so I'm not going to use much of them. Uh, Giants bats. Anybody stand down to you? No. Yeah, I think the only guy that I would realistically play is Tyler Austin, but he has the highest strikeout rate on this team, so I don't think I will end up there. Uh, the Dodgers, you know, I don't mind Kiki Hernandez, uh, depending on where Chris Taylor bats. I don't mind him. Justin Turner against the lefty. Pomerantz has a 401 Woba, 240 ISO against righties this season, so like I don't mind looking at some of these um, Dodgers righties. Yeah, Pomerantz is terrible. Um, I like targeting... Muncie and Bellinger and lefty lefty matchups going up against a terrible pitcher. So they'll they're on board. Um Justin Turner going up against a bad lefty. I 
Love him. He's my favorite third baseman on the slate. He's too cheap at 4,100. Guy doesn't have great numbers versus lefties so far this year, but historically he's been just crushing them. So I really like Turner. Yeah, and like, man, Kiki and Taylor, man, 32 and 3,300, and you can play them both at second base or outfield. Like, I'm going to probably look to those guys for some value if I'm playing up for Giolito in um, cash games today. Really like those price tags on those guys. Um, let's play the morning grind game using the main slate, and then we'll get out of here. Um, under 8K, do you get six or more strikeouts? Who do you got today? I mean, probably Erod. All right. Uh, I think I'm going to go Max Fried. Yeah, I like hoping that, that we get that. Hoping we get that bounce back game. Hoping he shows up today. Um, over 8K to score under 15. Who's your bust up top today? Um, it's going to be uh, Grinky. Yeah, I don't think there's a ton of great options up here today. I think a lot of these guys potentially get there. Um, yeah, it's probably for me, like, it's probably going to be Gibson. Um, without taking, like, John Gray, I think Gibson's the next option. So, um, let's see here. Over 4K to hit a home run, no course. So don't have to worry about that. Who's your home run today? What did I say yesterday? Um, oh, wait, we, we have to use the main slate. I forgot. Um, Oh, gosh, that, that changes things. I was going to say uh, Alvarez, Jordan, but he's obviously on the early slate. So late slate, I am going with – no, I'm just going barely over 4K. I'm going with Justin Turner. All right. I'm going to take Luplo. Not a bad call. Uh, give me a guy under 4K to get two hits today. Jose Ramirez. Again. All right. I'm going to take Kiki Hernandez. Really like that price tag for him. Um, give me a stack to score six or more runs today. Diamondbacks. All right. You take Arizona. I will take Atlanta. And then we will be back tomorrow. Uh, you'll be back tomorrow as well. Four days in a row for Grant. Uh, any final thoughts before we get out of here? Uh, nope. Good luck tomorrow, guys. All right. We'll be back tomorrow talking some more baseball. Good luck in your contest, and we will see you then. Take it.